So let's take us back to story, because that's what we always say, the story is the place to begin. It's everything. So I wrote this story with my daughter, and it's a kid's horror. And the reason I wrote a kid's horror is because I don't like horror films, but um, I thought it would be fun to do something like The Goonies and create these characters. Um, I have to say, I can't remember what it was called originally, but it wasn't called The League of Legend Keepers. And, um, and I remember giving it to my friend who works um, for a big studio and asked for her advice because I always like to ask people that are better than me for their advice because otherwise how are you going to learn? And I remember her commenting on a couple of scenes and she said, if you want to sell this in Germany, you can't have the bad guy having a knife and cutting his hand and there being blood because he's got a knife. And in Germany, you can't sell a film with a knife. Oh, interesting. So I know. Huh. So I really learned something before we'd even started about, hold on, so the purpose of my film is to sell. And now you've just told me that, so I can't sell that. <laughs> so really understanding the elements of your story that will allow you to sell it where you want to sell it. So that was one of the first things that I learned. I think that's a big difference in mindset coming into this one, Yes, too. yeah. Because also I wasn't just, well, I know what I want to make. I want to make something now that I can sell. Yep, so you're I asking to, for money that yeah, you actually want to be able yeah, to this has got to be right. You know. So therefore, the other aspect, which I think I am 50% happy with, was that if this is a kid's film, why would I have lots of adults in it? <laughs> And I hadn't worked that out, really, because to me, there were a lot of kids in it. Yeah, yeah. But kids watching kids is what they want. Yep. They don't want to see the adults. They don't, don't want to see the mum, the dad, the grown-ups. Yep. So actually, although I had these grown-ups in it, they were on in, in my vision, on my screen, for too much of the time. So when I wrote it, that wasn't actually the advice given to me properly until after I'd finished shooting, so it's a bit late by then. But I would definitely give that as my advice now. Yeah. Well, I would it's say... really interesting if you look at the adults you cast, right? Yes. Because we had Richard Tyson, who kids wouldn't have any idea who he is, you know? No, I mean, uh, he did Kindergarten were... Cop, but... Yeah, but I, forever yeah. ago, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so it's one of those forever. things where that does help for distribution. It is a name, and he yeah. did a great job on the film. But it's one of those things where, is that going to help kids watch it? Is that going to make a difference yeah, to them? No. no. And I would actually say, looking at the adults and their performances and things, one of the most amateur people probably gave the most kid-friendly performance in the sense of Ben. Yes. Because you found yes. him yeah. having never done film acting, correct? Yeah, yeah, he was theater. Yeah, and so he had a little bit more of an exaggerated acting, a little bit more of a... Uh, kind of playful because it was a kid's vibe. film yeah and actually yeah. that's a really important element with what you're saying the and, and I learned this as well the hard way afterwards the film that I had in my head which a lot of the kids were acting like and Ben worked yeah yeah then very much some so. of the other adults were bringing in a serious element to it which it was a serious thing the kids are gonna die you know it's, yeah. it's like a kid's horror it's it's not that bad don't worry um it's not that scary but the the adults that were there were bringing a performance that was very real yep and you're right do the kids want to see that again this is my audience of seven to nine but you know originally again i thought my audience would be 14 15 16 yeah but, but of course get, it's not uh, gonna be i can't the afford the visual effects Gabe i can't and ben and their performance yeah. as father and son was like that was one of the most exciting, gripping, yes. and I think very kid-friendly things yes. as yeah. an element in the whole film. So working out your script for kids, I think that would be what I would want people to understand with your script. Before you've even gone anywhere, 
this is a script for kids. Yep. So therefore, have I got those kid-friendly elements? Yep. Looking at what is in your script to whether it's marketable, people go, kids horror, how weird. But I consider the Goonies to it's be more kind of- action adventure. Yeah, okay, action yeah. adventure. Uh, working out whether that's right for your audience. Again, how old are the kids? Because currently these days, these kids expect these amazing visual effects. Yeah. So my audience have to be seven to nine-year-olds yep. because they're more that, forgiving. You can plan around it. You know, you cannot have visual effects. Absolutely, but I did. And so yeah, yeah. again, we'll talk about that in post. I think um, it's funny because I'm pretty outrageous. That issue was almost like not present because the guy who played the uncle obviously was animated and came in with this this character and this part already pretty preset for kid friendliness yes the mom and the dad were both very over exaggerated yeah. and very fun so we didn't even have to think no about that in that film it just naturally so again occurred. until you need to learn something you don't learn it unless it goes the other way you're right because if we'd have learned that on pretty outrageous then this wouldn't have been an issue on this film yep. so we're trying to make everybody create this kid friendly uh, film and this kid friendly voice so the lines have to be right the way everybody's acting has to be in alignment and I have to have mostly kids on the the screen now the kids I got were excellent I mean oh, yeah. again they're very they're well-known kids that were friends of my daughters so it was brilliant that I could have them we were sag again we had the studio teacher we stuck by all the rules uh, I mean, really, you'd think, why would I do another kid film? I mean, totally crazy. But I did, and I made sure that we had all those elements in place so that they were all content. Oh, yeah. So now my daughter had a studio teacher, so she didn't need a chaperone. Um, but all those elements that we had had as a problem in the previous one, we definitely narrowed down to this. Yeah. And this story, I wasn't rewriting as we were going. There were a couple of elements we did, but I was quite lucky because, or very lucky, because the guy that took over with the writing, who we've both worked with now, because you yep. met him on my, my film, um, he actually wanted to come on set and experience it. Because a lot of the time when you write a story, and I do think this is really important, write it as if you have 20 million, 30 million. Don't, don't yeah, stop beforehand. Yeah. You know, start with that in mind, but also then understand, actually, hold on a minute, now I'm only shooting this with 125K. Yeah. I probably can't afford the 10 monsters I wanted. I'll just have to have one. <laughs> and by having him on set, I know he really learned, didn't he? Oh, he yeah. really experienced oh, yeah. it, understood. And for me to have that support and that person with the same vision that was just trying to enhance my vision meant that we worked together very well. And so he was there that, writing and it changing was an it. Excellent collaboration in the sense that like he was just so excited to be on set yeah. with something that's actually getting produced. Yeah. I think so many writers write and create and do all these things that end up purely being on paper. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's one of those things where you can be a screenwriter yeah. and you can have stuff submitted to festivals, you can win awards, you can be uh, someone who writes quite a lot. And, and, and it nothing, could be quite good. Nothing produced, like nothing because, on screen. And that change from when you yeah. actually have the script that you think is good to the script that you're going to actually shoot yep. are totally different elements. And like to sit there and, and to be that writer and to get something funded is... I mean, crazy. Yeah. You either have to take the directorial role on yourself yeah. or you have to find a collaborator and you have to get someone who's, you know, willing to take your idea and then make it their own. Yes. And it's very yeah. tricky because, yeah. like, you tackled it very well in the sense that you brought him in, you collaborated instead of just him writing or you writing or your ideas clashing. 
like everything, him being on set and working through things with yeah. you, all of that was the correct way. To yeah, do he things, very sure. much came in and utilized my idea yeah. that I had put down on paper. So it wasn't, we didn't have different blue minis. Yep. We were able to stay aligned the whole time. Yep. Um, and talking it through while on set and not being contradictory to each yes, other was a yes. big change of pace. Yeah, it was. It really, really enhanced that. So before we'd even got to the stage of saying action, um, that whole concept of the script felt so much more solid. Yep. I then sat with my UPM, who's been on my last few films, and we had the time to break it down. Yep. So not only are we now um, in a more advanced stage with our script, we're breaking it down in a much better way, and we are understanding how necessary that is. And again, I'm not meaning to say to people, somebody might watch this and go, well, of course you need to break down the script. But depending on the situation you're in, it depends on your budget, you might not have the privilege or the time to do that. And even if you do it, it, it doesn't mean it's any good, but we were all able to look at it and all break it down. And I was able to say, this is where we're shooting. And because you'd all been to Hermosa many times, and while I was using a lot of similar locations, Everybody knew what they looked like. Everybody was able to work as a team. Yep. Ah, this is where we're staying. This is how we do it. So in a way, the pre-production of going to a new space and understanding it, which could take two days, we didn't need to do yep. because we've all worked together in that environment. Very lucky in that respect. Yeah, very lucky. We're a family working together. So once we'd started that, we were now going to move on to the next stage, which was production. So stay tuned. <laughs>